Have you been wondering what the framework God's ideal is all about? Where I'm going to give you some background on how I developed it and why it is super important for your life if you want to start walking in everything that God has for you here today on God's Plan for Living. Welcome to the God's Plan for Living podcast, where I give you a simple roadmap to living your ideal kingdom life. I'm Matt Tommy, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey, my friend, so glad that you're with me here on God's Plan for Living. You know, if you have been reading my book, God's Plan for Living, and understanding, starting to understand the, the framework of God's ideal, identity, design, expansion, alignment, and love, you may have some questions about why I even started doing that and why that framework is important for you. And I want to give you a little bit of background on that and really why I think it could really be transformative for so many people's lives uh, in the kingdom of God. You know, one of the things that I've been doing over the last, um, gosh, 13 years or so, maybe more uh, since 2009, really in earnest is, is mentoring people, um, you know, through my own healing journey and walking through a bunch of junk in my life and, and learning how the kingdom works, learning how to walk in healing uh, and wholeness. I started uh, sharing that journey with others. And uh, mostly that was in the art community because I, I was, I've been an artist my whole life and, and wanted to share that journey with other artists um, and, uh, you know, through books and conferences and our mentoring program and that sort of thing. And uh, that's expanded into all that I'm doing uh, now with, with God's Plan for Living. But the, the interesting thing that I learned um, along the way in helping people really in a very focused way um, you know, from a discipleship perspective is that most Christians, most Christians are coming to the things that we do, conferences and mentoring programs and weekend retreats and all this kind of stuff. They're coming very, very frustrated, very, very wounded, very, very um, disenfranchised, if you will, just not understanding how to see the kingdom of God actually show up in their life. In fact, before I actually finished the book, uh, God's Plan for Living, the Lord really led me to do a little survey of my list. And, um, you know, at the time that I wrote the book, we had probably like 60,000 people or something on our email list. And we got about a thousand or so uh, responses back of people that were willing to kind of share their heart and be vulnerable and and talk about, you know, their understanding of, you know, how to understand God's plan for their life, hearing his voice, what does that feel like? What does it not feel like? You know, all that sort of thing. And here was the interesting thing that I found um, really telling, but also really sad. Most people said that because they were not able to know God's plan for their life, clearly hear his voice, feel like they were pursuing that in their life, they gave a bunch of different feelings and responses uh, to that. In fact, I've got a bunch uh, written down. I'll just I'll just read some some to you. You know, when people felt like they had no understanding of what God's plan was, they said they felt confused and frustrated and uncertain and struggling, like they were disappointed in themselves, like they were a disappointment to God. They felt overwhelmed and stuck and alone and unsure and like a failure and discouraged and like they've wasted so many years. I mean, I don't know if you have ever felt like that, or maybe you feel like that now, and it's the reason that you're listening to this podcast, but those are very real people who are loving Jesus, showing up at church most of the time, volunteering on the worship team, in children's ministry, going to their small group, all the kind of stuff, and yet are feeling this huge, huge disconnect in in their life. And 
when people are feeling that way internally, it manifests in their life externally, and it manifests through anxiousness and feelings of inadequacy and helplessness on one side, maybe striving and trying to do things on your own on the other. And so that's a really, really big frustration that that people have. And that's really why I developed God's ideal, because I wanted to share the truths that we've been sharing with artists for a long time and in their life of how just regular folks can begin to experience the real reality uh, and power of the kingdom of God in their life without having to jump through a whole bunch of religious hoops and do things and be somebody that you really don't feel like God designed you to be. You know, it's been said that, uh, you know, comparison is a trap. And I really believe that. I believe that anytime we're comparing our life and our journey to the lives of others, inevitably we get into this thing of feeling like we're not enough. Uh, we get into this thing of, of trying to make outward changes and external changes rather than changing from the inside. You know, one of the things I wrote in the book, and I really believe uh, to my core, and I've taught this for years, lasting transformation in the kingdom happens from the inside out. Unfortunately, the world and unfortunately religion and a lot of times church culture teaches transformation from the outside in. That is, hey, you get saved. Now you better start doing all the stuff. <laughs> you better start showing up at church. You better start volunteering. You better start serving God. You better start being productive in the kingdom, doing all these things. And all that does is create a bunch of striving religious people who are really underneath, very confused and very frustrated about what God really wants from them. You know, that was my story. <laughs> I was for many, many years uh, like that. Uh, somebody that grew up in the church, loved God, trying to do the best I knew how. But it wasn't until I walked through my own sort of healing gauntlet, if you will, and uh, really where I had to come to, to grips with a lot of very difficult things in my life that I'd walked through, um, sexual abuse, addiction, um, really negative coping pack, you know, patterns and uh, in my life. It wasn't until then that I really began to understand the foundational um, quality of what we now talk about is identity. You know, everybody's talking about identity nowadays, it seemed, and who you are in Christ and that sort of thing. But listen, for most of us, um, that was not something that we grew up talking about. It was all about the external. How did it look? How do you look? How are you performing uh, in the world, in church culture? You know, how are you measuring up to others? But you know, one of the very the most basic things that that starts uh, any kind of journey in the kingdom is understanding who you are in Christ, and that's why God's ideal starts with identity. It's the foundation. Without having uh, the grid of God's word to base your feelings and thoughts and understandings and perspectives about who you are and what God's called you to do, you will absolutely be thrown by the wind. You will absolutely be tossed by every wave that comes along. The enemy will work overtime and he still works overtime, but he'll even have more success as he works overtime, trying to trick you and convince you that you are somebody that God never designed you to be. 
that you could never do the things that God has designed and created you to do, that you're not good enough, that you're still defined by your sin. You're still defined by the areas of your life where you're still growing uh, in maturity. Listen, unless you know beyond a shadow of a doubt who you are in Christ, uh, you are building your life on a very, very shaky foundation, or as Jesus said, a, a foundation built of sand as opposed to one on the rock. But when you start building your life on an identity in Christ that does not shift, all of a sudden you're building and anchoring your life into something that is going to grow with you through eternity. You're not just sowing feelings. You're not just sowing opinions. You're not just building your life off of what others have said is true or what you feel is true. You're building your life and establishing your life on the foundation of God's word, which is unchanging. And that's huge. Now, here's the deal. I've I've realized over time that as you begin to establish your identity, the second thing that happens uh, in your life is that God begins to uncover your unique design. He begins to show you the things that are unique about you. Most of the time, the way that that happens is actually through getting rid of all the junk and all the sort of misunderstandings of, of who you are and how you're designed and what's possible for you in the kingdom. Most of us have built this uh, humongous <laughs> inner framework that has very little to do with who God says we are and what he says we can do. Very little to do with his word and a lot to do with the experiences of the past and the opinions of others and our own feelings of inadequacy. And I've just found that when you can push all that out of the way and allow the Holy Spirit to heal the broken places of your heart, establish your identity in Christ, all of a sudden, the things that God has designed you with for before the very foundation of the earth, as he was knitting you together in your mother's womb, those things that have been hidden, those things that you've been afraid to embrace, all of a sudden there's the freedom and confidence there to embrace those. And so as you're establishing your identity and embracing your design in the Lord, and you're starting to get to know the really cool ways that that he, does, he has designed you and being faithful to those things, all of a sudden, guess what? As you're faithful with little, the Bible says, God makes you a ruler over much. Again, this I just want to draw a distinction. Most of the church and most of the world, religion, you know, striving, mammon systems, they always start with performance. Go do this for God. You know, go go create this business. Go do this thing that looks really awesome on the outside. And what happens is you end up creating things in the flesh that you got to maintain in the flesh. You want to see spirit-led results, but you don't have the inner framework and foundation to be able to see that through. You don't know how to receive the power of the Holy Spirit and walk with uh, the, the Holy Spirit in your daily life in order to be able to receive his power, receive his direction, receive and walk in his grace to do the things that he's called you to do. So that's why, again, we start with identity. We start with design because transformation of the kingdom happens from the inside out. And as you're faithful with those things, as you're fruitful, all right, be fruitful first, then multiply. That's how the kingdom works, right? 
As you're fruitful first, God brings multiplication. God brings expansion. That is, he wants to take the thing that he's established authority with in your life and allow you to begin to impart that and share that with others. The very thing that makes you unique, the very thing that you've been scared of, the very thing that you have felt most inadequate about your life, uh, maybe the area that you were most wounded in. God wants to use those places, redeemed and transformed and full, to be able to use that as a beautiful place of transformation and reconciliation um, and kingdom expansion in the lives of others. He's not just giving you an assignment just for you to have something to do. No, he's giving you an assignment based on how you stewarded what it is that he's put inside of you in regards to your design, how you've established your identity in Christ, how you're learning to walk with and mature with him over time. That's how expansion in the kingdom works. And so the fourth part of the framework then is this beautiful uh, concept of, of what I call alignment, because I've found, again, as you're you know embracing and, and cultivating your unique uh, design, your identity in Christ, you're being faithful with little and God's being faithful to make you ruler uh, over much. He brings you into the right places with the right people. He gives you the right provision. Again, enabling you to do everything that you need to do in power at rest without striving. <laughs> that's That's God's design. It is not God's best for you to be out there trying to figure out how to, you know, borrow, beg, and steal anything you can to try to go do something for the Lord. That's not what we're called to do. In fact, Jesus said, I just do the things that I see the Father doing. Wouldn't that be simple (laughs) if we just did the things that we saw the Father doing? But that is the simplicity of the kingdom when you're rooted and grounded in his love, when you are, when you know who you are in him, when you've embraced the unique way that God's designed you, when you've been faithful with the things that he's put in your hands, you can count on the fact that God is bringing you to the right place with the right people and the right provision, the right resources for what you need to do at that time. And you know, the other thing that he's aligning you with is preparation. He's aligning you for refinement, (laughs) refinement for the assignment, right? There are, are things in your life and in my life Uh, that more than likely are not overt sin, but they're areas of immaturity that you and I just got to grow in. And in order for God to be able to bring you before the people that he wants to bring you before and into the places that he wants to bring you into and to place the provision in your hand that he wants to place in your hands, guess what he's got to do? He's got to bring us into maturity. And so there's going to be some things that you and I have to walk through where God is teaching us how to respond. He's healing those broken areas of our life. He's uh, allowing us to release our dependence on other lovers, if you will. He is allowing us to release our dependence on other provision and other people uh, and other you know systems of this world that maybe we've relied on instead of him. He's allowing those rough edges to be, you know, shaved off and sanded smooth in our life. Why? So that he can bring us into the place that he has for us so that we can fulfill our assignment. We can walk in the design that he has for us. That's always, that's always his purpose. Why? 
because God's trying to establish his kingdom on the earth in and through us. Listen, God could do it all by himself, right? But he chooses to use you and me, and he uses this aligning and refining process uh, to do that. And all the way long, uh, you know, throughout this process, through our whole life, you know, this is not something that that any of us get to like get a pass with and like, hey, I, I went through this process six weeks. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> no, that's not how it happens. You know, over time, as God is establishing identity, he's uh, uncovering our design. He is, you know, showing us the assignment and the expansion that he has for us. He's aligning us. Guess what he's doing the whole time? He is rooting and grounding us in his love. He is proving himself faithful that his love is not something that we have to perform for, but his love is something that we can operate from, not for, right? You and I are not designed to to try to get God to love us more. You're not doing things so God will love you more. You're not doing things so God will bless you. You're not out there tap dancing for Jesus as if he's going to throw you a few more a few, a few more pennies or he's going to feed you today but not tomorrow based on how you perform. No, that's not how the kingdom of God uh, works in our life. That's not a, a beautiful picture of what God designed in his kingdom. You are his child. You are his son, his daughter, fully loved, fully accepted, fully restored in the kingdom. And that is the foundation. That is the place from which everything that we do has to come from. And it's not only a foundation for us, it's also the, the lens through which we get to interpret other people, other situations, opportunities in life that come along. Are we going to choose as we mature in him to see life through the lens of his love, or are we going to see it through the lens of our, you know, our ideas and, and what we want, our preferences, the things that make us feel good, or are we going to choose not only to receive his love, but also to be conduits of his love? And so I hope you can see God's ideal is much more than just a quick acronym. It is really a foundational framework uh, for how we live life in the kingdom. And, you know, these are, I kind of like to think of them as signposts, I guess, along the way. These are things that need to be showing up in all of our lives all the time. Um, it's not like you have to do them in any particular order, but there are things that you want to make sure that there are areas of your life that you want to make sure are established and grounded in truth so that you can walk in everything that God has for you. You know, when I think of, of God's word, I think of, of David as such a, uh, just a beautiful example of, of what I think of as, as God's ideal. You know, you think of this, of this kid out on the backside of, <laughs> of wherever he was, you know, in, uh, in the beautiful Holy Land over there as, as somebody that was tending sheep, loving, you know, his job. He's a musician. He's empathetic. God's designed him in this really beautiful way, not only to, to love him, but to love the arts, love creativity, but love the animals that he was his keeping. And at the same time, had this crazy, courageous bravery, right? And chutzpah inside of him to want to stand up and, and not just fight bears and, and, uh, and lions and that sort of thing, but, but look right in the face of somebody like Goliath and say, listen, I'm coming for you, buddy. You have, you have uh, spoken against 
of the Lord, the one that I love, and I'm coming for you and you're going down. I mean, that that is a incredible, unique, strong, courageous design mixed with empathy and creativity and, and sensitivity. It's this very, very unique package that I think just beautifully exemplifies uh, God's ideal. And you know, it is in those moments that he was on the backside of, of uh, you know, wherever he was, um, of his house or out in the fields where he was caring for the sheep, that's where he began to fall in love more and more and more with his heavenly father. And that's where his heart became more and more convinced that God was who he says he was, that he can do the things that he said he could do, that it was really for him, that he really was empowering him and leading him. All of that is is identity. And again, as identity is established, guess what? That design is starting to come out and he's starting to say, yeah, I can do this. I can be this. I can have that. And all of a sudden you see this little shepherd boy all of a sudden being promoted, not just through, you know, fighting Goliath, but also then anointed as king and God beginning to bring him into places of influence and leadership little by little by little. And listen, David, like all of us, he had to go through the gauntlet of refinement. He had to go through the king that he was sent to serve, wanting to kill him, right? He had to go through, you know, being in a cave for years and and, and having his his guys come around him going, what are we going to do? How are we going to get out of here? He had to face the temptations of lust and power. And he had to decide Who is it that he's really going to serve? Is he going to serve his own flesh or is he going to serve the Lord? But you know, the beautiful thing in all of that, and I just think of the mercy and grace of God for all of our life, David is described by the Lord as a man after God's own heart. In other words, he kept getting up. You know, the righteous fall seven times, but they get back up, right? The trajectory of his life the, 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 the pointedness of his heart was focused on moving toward the thing that God has for him. And you know, I think about us, I'm like, that's, that's what living in the kingdom is, is like. We're not going to get it right all the time. We're going to screw it up. We're going to make a mistake that we feel really bad about. God's going to use it in our life to, to bring uh, maturity and bring refining uh, and bring uh, you know chastening in our life. But guess what? It's for our good. God works all things together for our good because he loves us and he's called us according to his purpose. You know, this idea that somehow when you get saved, you got to have it all together, look right, do it all right, perform right, uh, be like everybody else, do life like everybody else, do church like everybody else, that your spiritual life has got to look like theirs and somehow we're all supposed to be these little religious robots performing for God. Listen, it's a bunch of hoo-ha. And it's one of the greatest lies that the enemy has perpetrated and convinced the church of uh, over, over the centuries. And I just believe that God is raising up a people in this hour who are just crazy enough to say, you know what? I just want to do the things I see the Father doing. I'm tired of church as usual. I'm tired of trying to be like everybody else. I'm tired of the power-hungry Christians on one side that are all just going for political power. I'm tired of just empty social justice on the other that is talking about the works of Jesus, but has none of his power or heart. I want to see the real thing. 
I want to be who God created me to be. I want my life to be a reflection, not only of his love, but also of his power. I want to be bathed in the glory of God. I want to, I want to see the tangible presence of God showing up in my life every day and through my life every day so that I can be an agent, an ambassador, a conduit of kingdom transformation. Listen, that's what God's ideal is all about. And I'm so glad that you are on uh, this journey. Thank you for being with me today. We're going to keep continuing uh, this journey all along. If you've not grabbed my book, God's Plan for Living Yet, please do that. The link's right here in the description. You can grab it on Amazon uh, in print or in Kindle. And I would love to hear your thoughts about that. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to like. Be sure to comment uh, right here and let me know uh, questions you have, thoughts you have, and if if the things that I'm teaching are an encouragement to you. Listen, my friend, I love you. God loves you. This is an incredible journey that he's invited you into uh, as we all begin to understand more God's plan for living. Bye.